You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast for getting unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. Season 2. This one's about love. I'm Becca Kelly, mama extraordinaire and badass boss lady. And I'm Carol, dating coach with a brand new YouTube channel, Ask Carol and Ashley. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? I want to talk about baggage today. Bag lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, she's the best. Um, but yeah, but a baggage, you know, what? like we talk about emotional baggage. We talk about what we carry into relationships and that song, Bag Lady, you know, you think about someone dragging, you know, suitcases full of bricks down right. the street and how much they're straining and struggling and just trying to, to get, to move forward. It's such an apt description of what it's like to carry around emotional baggage in your life, you know? It's so and, true. And it's not small. Like the, the baggage we carry that can impact our relationships with the others and ourselves is, you know, guilt, regret is so huge. I mean, what a useless emotion yeah. regret is. Like, right. Nothing you could do about yeah. what you did. Yeah. No you use know, but beating shame, you up, beating yourself up. Yeah. Anger, stress, anxiety, fear, you know, fear of repeating the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we wanted to talk today about, about, the past. We wanted to talk today about the past and resolving past hurts and kind of lightening this load of emotional baggage that, you know, we all carry something around. Yeah, of course. But the more you can let go, you know, the more free you will be to kind of float through your life and, and to have, have less attachment to the things that have already happened or what could possibly happen again. Yeah, that's so true. I mean... When you go through your life and you're kind of looking backwards or you're carrying stuff from your past, it does it does make you see less clearly what's right in front of you. So it, it colors everything in your present if you keep dwelling on these past issues and past hurts. So the sooner you resolve them, the better. Absolutely. And how do we resolve this, right? And I think, you know, one thing that we talk about a lot is, is acceptance. Um, and acceptance being the way to move away from this attachment to what happened. And it, right. it's important to confront the source of our baggage and come to peace with it. And by doing this, we would take away the, the baggage's power to affect our lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to let go because then you can choose to heal and move on. And this allows you to become free and no longer weighed down by your baggage. And so you said that you came up with um, three steps toward resolving past hurts. So yes. why don't you go ahead and go through your your uh, tutorial? Yeah, so I think that if you don't take... Make it easy. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> three steps, people. Just do this. Three steps and your baggage will be gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I think if you don't take the time to learn from your past uh, failures, and since we're talking about relationships, I kind of thought about this in terms of a romantic relationship but if you don't learn from them you're bound to repeat them so let's go through these steps step one I think is forgiveness and I know a lot of you may not want to forgive the person who hurt you but to be able to move on without that pain influencing your next relationship you have to and my favorite definition of forgiveness courtesy of Oprah I don't know if this is Oprah's she made this up probably not but I heard it on Oprah Thank you, Oprah, again, for being a magical inspiration. <laughs> the conduit to all yeah. 
wonderful, inspirational people. <laughs> um, so my favorite definition of forgiveness is letting go of the hope that the past could have been anything different. And I love this definition because it lets us know that forgiveness is about us and our ability to let go of the past. And it's not about absolving your crazy ex from all the bullshit they put you through. So you can still think they're a horrible person. You can still never want to see them again. But letting go of the what ifs and the whys and all the anger and everything else associated with it frees you to go into your next relationship with a cleaner with a cleaner slate. And it helps you see things more clearly. And along with forgiving your ex or whoever hurt you, you have to also forgive yourself. Because a lot of times when people people treat us badly, we come to the realization that we allowed them to treat us that way. We allowed ourselves to be used or we accepted lies as truth. And we feel foolish and we ask ourselves, how could we have been so stupid? And a lot of guilt and shame come after we've been hurt. So we have to let that go. And it'll be extremely difficult to move on if you do not manage to let go of the past. It's gone it's an illusion. It doesn't exist. Kaput. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, with forgiving yourself for allowing bad behavior of others, you know, a lot of times I think we carry around the things that we've done badly too. What? You know, we've like, never done anything bad to anyone uh, else. <laughs> no, not us specifically. We're talking about them. They're all shit out there. No, just kidding. No, but to that point, we've all done bad things. We've all done good things. You know, and I think we can really get get into beating ourselves up and and hammering down on this like, uh, okay, say like, you know, I I misled people in the last three relationships or I cheated in the last three relationships. That's the easiest one we always go back to because it's the most like tangible for everybody Mm -hmm. because that hurts so bad. But say, you know, I cheated on my last three boyfriends and now I'm in a relationship with a, a new person and I'm terrified that I'm going to make the same mistake again. And I have these negative feelings about myself because of what I've done in the past. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm just living in fear of repeating my mistakes. And by doing that, I'm calling the mistakes back in. If you already believe that you're going to cheat again, then you probably will. And I think, you know, before you start a new relationship to get to that forgiveness point, like you said, with yourself to say, well, these are the mistakes I made in the past. These are the things bad I did in the past. And I'm going to face that, recognize it, accept it, and say, I'm not going to do that again this time and really get to a point where you feel okay with yourself before jumping right back into the same cyclical behavior. Right. Because you know how this happens. Say we're using the, you cheated on all your past relationship examples. So you cheated in your last relationships. The last one you lost someone you felt was a great person and you hurt them so bad. So the next person you're going to subconsciously pick someone who you're not afraid of hurting as much as you hurt the bad person. So you're not going to like them as much because you already picked someone that you're like, I don't want to hurt this person. And people you don't really care about hurting, hurting, you don't really care that much about. And since you don't care that much about them, you're going to cheat on them. And it just happens that way. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and also you're, you're maybe not going to pick a partner that is, is worthy of your time. Right. Maybe you're going to pick someone that's not really an equal to you because you, because of this power dynamic that you're already looking to set up. Right. So you're so right about that. Right. So I know right now you're probably asking yourselves like, okay, forgiveness sounds good, but how do you even begin to forgive someone else or forgive yourself and stop ruminating about the past. Well, I bring you to step two, ladies and gentlemen. And step two is live and learn. And this is an action step. So get yourself out a pen and a paper and write a list. And you're going to list all the ways that your ex hurt you or how you hurt someone else. And then and next to each pain point, write what you learned from it. 
because there is always, always, always a lesson to be learned from pain. And so what can you make a red flag for your next relationship? What can you be on the lookout for? But most importantly, what can you learn about yourself? Uh, For example, with the cheating example, let's say you've been cheated on. Um, What can you learn about the way your ex acted? What made you uncomfortable and and suspect that they were cheating in the first place? Um, So you might say, okay, my ex cheated and I've learned to pay attention when they're overprotective of their phone or I've learned to ask questions about why why we're not having sex as often as we used to or I'm not ignoring other things that you've noticed that your ex did that were kind of like not red flags then maybe. You didn't notice what they were doing then but looking back you're like, oh shit, I should have known. And so you know to look for that in your next relationships. But The most important lessons are definitely what you learn about yourself. So you might learn that you can trust your intuition or that you can that you'll learn that you're strong enough to survive a devastating breakup or you learn that infidelity is not about you. It's about the person that you're with. You know, so or maybe you even learned that you need more time and intimacy with your partner than you've been thinking you need. Right. Or less or, you know, like like to, to find a match is not always just about, you know, someone that you're attracted to that's your same age that, you know, that has makes like you a laugh. similar life. You, yeah. yeah. I mean, there really is something to this. Like, are you and your partner the type of people who like to spend every single night together watching TV and having a couple drinks, you know, or are you guys the type like where you mostly want to be with your friends and you only see each other a couple times a week? Because if you get a couple times a week person with an every night person, yeah. that's a mismatch and that can cause some of these problems we're talking about. So even learning what relationship style you prefer sets you up better in the in your dating future because you can put that out there right away absolutely you know I like to be with someone every day I'm looking to move in with someone I like to you know a more like not in a bad way but codependent type relationship or you know I'm an introvert I like a lot of time to myself I don't really want you up my butt all the time and so trying to look for someone specifically that has the same ideas about what a relationship is to you that's something you can learn from a breakup absolutely there's always like I was saying there's always something there's always gems hidden inside the pain that we go through and as much as it's hard to look at once we're hurt like for instance my uh, sister has a girlfriend who just is going through a really painful breakup and right now she can't even, like, when you first break up with someone, you can't even see clearly. You can't do this exercise, like, a week in, two weeks in. You have to get right. some distance from it to be able to be able to even, like, try to figure out what you can learn for the next time because at first it'll hurt too bad. So allow yourself some grieving time and don't beat yourself up too much. Um, but I was also going to say to learn what qualities you might need to develop to make your next relationship successful. And that's kind of what Becca was touching on, like what works and what doesn't work for you. So right. be open to all the possibilities of learning from whatever you uh, were experiencing that was hurtful or painful in the past. And step three is gratitude. And I know you're probably like, all right, these are getting more and more ridiculous gratitude how am I supposed to be grateful (laughs) that my heart that my heart was broken or how am I supposed to be grateful that you know we went to Miami and he left me there stranded (laughs) my cousin yeah I'm only laughing because it was a a really I have a really shitty boy cousin who's always using women and one time this girl took him on a trip to it was actually Puerto Rico (laughs) so it's even worse and left him there (laughs) Oh, no. He totally deserved it, though, so do not feel bad about this at all, people. <laughs> but anyway, 
So learning to be grateful um, is the last step to getting over past hurts because once you've learned what lessons your ex taught you or whatever you can learn from the pain that you went through, um, when you can be grateful for those lessons and look at the relationship through the through the lens of, you know what, this was really painful, but if I didn't go through that, I would have never learned, you know, X, Y, Z. For example, for me, right. if I was never in my abusive relationship, I would have never learned what red flags to look for for abusive guys. I would have never learned what a really shitty relationship looks like so I know what a really good relationship looks like. You know, there's right. there's so much wisdom to be gained from even like the worst moments in your life. And once you do gain that wisdom, that's when you can be like, you know what, I'm so glad that I actually did go through that because now I am the person that I am now. Well, yeah, at the very, very least, it's going to show you what doesn't work for you. And right. that's, some, that's a positive. You know, it might get yourself all twisted up in knots thinking about what could have been or what could have changed to make it better. But at the end of the day, like that's fruitless because right. it, there was nothing that was going to make it okay. Like speaking from the other side of a relationship that is really fulfilling and positive and empowering, like I wouldn't know that I feel comfortable if I hadn't gone through all those relationships where I felt uncomfortable. Right. And I will tell you that when you found the one that can see you eye to eye, you won't feel uncomfortable in that relationship. Yep. So if you are in a relationship that's making you feel uncomfortable all the time and you feel like you need to do changing or they need to do changing or something needs to do changing, it's I think it's pretty unlikely that it's going to be ever a settled right you know thing right yeah like it, it's kind of do you agree with that no I totally agree like when you're in a bad relationship everything feels so difficult and not to say that you don't have difficult times and even the best relationships but it's a big and love, deep love it's a big difference between like the fight that you're always you're always like in this struggle it always feels kind of like a battle and it doesn't just feel like peace like a good relationship right. just gives you peace of mind. Like I'm never really, I'm never worried about what Paul is out doing or whatever. Like right. we're just chill. Like we might get into a disagreement about some shit, but uh, like laundry, that's what our last disagreement was about. Because <laughs> he came home stressed and he's been stressing at work and I hadn't folded the laundry and he was like, I could really use some help around here. And I was like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> Well, that's a classic. Right, one. exactly. But you're right. But that's not like but that's a fundamental not like, wish to change. Exactly. You know? That's not like... And I think like... I was going to say, that's not like, you know, he's out every weekend and I can't get him to spend time with the family or he's telling me right. what to do and trying to be controlling. Like, those are like real issues. Or just like, just if you keep thinking like, if this one thing would change, right. this would be perfect. Like, like, I think there's a part of this that is... You fall in love with potential as well. Yeah. Well, and you, I mean, and all the things that, that happen in relationship, the endorphins, it just the closeness, like yeah. you could just be totally obsessed with someone, right. and, you know, and being in their presence. And that doesn't mean it's going to make a long-term good partner for you. You yeah. know, like there's all these other facets that go into a long-term partnership. And I think back to acceptance, when you truly accept who your partner is, and that is their positives and their shortcomings, mm -hmm. and they do that for you then you feel safe. Right. You feel settled. Safe. Safe is the best word for it. Yeah, but but see, and you can't have it if you're bringing in all the shit from your last relationship right. into the one you're in. Yeah. You can't get there. You can't. 
And you know what? That makes me think about when me and Paul first started dating. I was still treating him somewhat like I would treat my past exes. Like with my exes, I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable enough to just tell them how I was feeling if I was hurt by something that they did. Instead of saying like, hey, that actually hurt my feelings or you hurt me. Instead of being vulnerable like that, I would be, I would answer the phone for two days or like I would send them a nasty text message or something like that and like feed into the drama more instead of just being like, you know what, actually I'm hurt. Instead of acting out, (laughs) you know, so I would have to catch myself all the time when I first started dating Paul, like I would start writing a nasty message or I'd start thinking to myself like, fuck him. I'm not calling him for the next couple days. And I was like, why are you going to play these games? Like just tell them that your feelings were hurt and when you when you feel safe enough to do that kind of stuff and they're like oh your feelings were hurt i'm sorry i didn't realize it's like oh we could just do this oh i didn't have to so what do you think like how do you think that you on your own got to that point where you were like giving yourself that pep talk probably because i had spent a lot of time in between my last ex and Paul just working on myself and thinking about what I wanted and how I didn't want my relationship, my next relationship to be. Cause I didn't want this dram- dramatic, like every argument now we're like breaking up, but then we're going to be back again a couple of days later. But the arguments are just so bad that it just messes right. up when you're together again. And I just didn't want that kind of craziness anymore. So I was like, you know what? Was there like a moment? For you like a specific moment that changed it or it was just like a slow burn no I, it was really um what really made me see the change in myself like maybe the change had already happened throughout that year I just became more um I don't know I guess willing to be vulnerable I guess I was mm-hmm. I was probably hiding a lot of my emotions from myself really like I would drink a lot obviously I've talked about doing drugs and all that kind of stuff and I would kind of numb my own feelings about who I was and my life and whatever and when I stopped doing that so much and I kind of just was more comfortable with who I was it was easier for me to be vulnerable when I really when I accepted myself and who I was it was like all right this is who I am and either you're going to accept me or not but I'm not going to be like trying to be somebody else and react different kind of ways and I would naturally react and I don't know well that's that's super cool because I think you know a lot of people go the other way I feel like if you're hurt and you've been hurt and you've been in a destructive cycle and you're using drugs and alcohol you can start to get down on yourself and instead of opening to vulnerability and to change I think a lot of people start shutting the door you know and then end up in this place where they're like 60 70 and they're just super bitter and resentful and they just you know they see no hope for a better future and you are like a living example of someone who really was at a at a dark path yeah and chose to turn around he said no yeah I mean (laughs) but I gotta gotta be better I gotta do better yeah it does take facing yourself though because a lot of people just aren't ready to face themselves and who they are and like be able to because to be able to get through the things that have happened in your past you do have to look at them and be like all right what are the things that are like still nag at me what are my thorns in my side what are the things that are still like hurting me that I'm hurt about and you have to look at those things and kind of just be like you know what Uh, that happened and this is what I learned from it and I'm okay with it now and I'm gonna let it go right and, and you're still breathing, you know, right. still standing, still breathing. You're still here. So you got to move forward. Right. You know, when you think about 
the tragedies that some people face and continue to right. live on. Like it makes everything you're going through seem so it's so true. Small. So true. But you know, I think that's a good transition for the homework. Yes. So what we're going to ask you guys to do, just a little thought exercise this week. It's not going to be anything major and you can use it in really, really small situations all the way up to big situations. Maybe you want to try first on something small and then work your way up. But the homework is to whenever you're feeling you know, kind of bad, weird, negative, like you catch yourself in a, in a weird headspace, bad mood. Um, we're going to ask you to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? And then that's not it. Then you answer and then you ask it again. Right. Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And you keep asking that question until you get to the root of why you feel this way. So let's think of an example. Maybe you were wanting to go out with the guy you're dating or the girl you're dating on a Friday night and you've gone out with them the past couple Friday nights so you kind of assumed it and they said, oh, sorry, I can't see you this Friday because I have this thing with my friends and you start getting really, really angry. So you say, why do I feel this way? Well, because we hung out the past two Fridays. Uh, Well, why do I feel this way? Because I thought that he liked me more than you know, what he's showing me. Well, what do I feel this way? Because if he really liked me, then maybe he would want to see me. Well, what do I feel this way? Because he's busy and it makes me feel bad when he's busy. What do I feel this way? Because I'm, you know, I always, I'm always free on Friday. Well, now you know that your Fridays are too fucking free. You we could you could right. go deeper than that, obviously, but yes, we don't but have getting, time. Yeah, exactly. But you would at but least you're uncovering. know. Yeah, that, you know, maybe if you hung out with your girlfriends on Fridays... You wouldn't be so upset or maybe you learn that when people don't spend time with you, it makes you feel unimportant because one of your parents didn't have time to spend with you all the time when you wanted exactly. to or something, you know? Yes. So get to the root. Yeah, get to the root because then you can address the problem at the root, figure out what that's about, and then these things might not bother you anymore. You may not feel this way anymore and then you can be an easier person to be around, an easier person to be with um, for other people and for For yourself, yourself. yeah. Yeah. And okay. So I I did have one more thing to add to this conversation because I do think it's really important. And I want to talk about um, what it's like to carry around anger and resentment aimed at someone else. Mm, And mm -hmm. I think we don't really realize what that does to us. But like right now, if you think about someone that you're still mad at or holding a grudge against, and it like, it's so funny because it doesn't take long, does it? Right. I literally just clenched my teeth. I know. You're like, oh that fucker and you, you feel it you clench your teeth your you know your shoulders are tight you feel like hot you know like all these things that you feel and these emotions are there in your body anger resentment sadness you know and you notice that you're holding your body tensely heavy like this is your baggage mm-hmm. and then bring awareness to your thoughts you know are they hateful are they spiteful thoughts and then really think about what this is doing to the person that you're aiming all this at Nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. But it's hurting you, you know? And I've, I've really thought about this so much because it does, it physically hurts you. It mm-hmm. pains you. It gives you a, a stomach ache. Right. You know, it makes you upset. Like it, it brings a bad feeling into your orbit. Right. And it's bad for your health. Yes. And yet the person that you want to feel these things, the person that has, has your attention is across town, is across the country, is across the world, is dead. Who knows? You know, but they're not feeling anything. They have no idea. You know, they aren't thinking about you. They don't know that you're thinking about them. It's nothing. And so, like, what could be more useless than that? Right. Absolutely. I heard another Oprah quote. Again, don't know if it's Oprah, but I heard it from her. 
being angry is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And exactly that quote really actually helped me get through. I talk about my abuse of ex a lot, but because it was just a, a you know pivotal moment in my life, um, but that helped me get over a lot of the anger that I had towards him because I that's the same thing I realized hearing that quote, like, oh, my God, that's right. Like, I'm over here, like, so angry. Like, every time I think about him, like, I want him to die. I literally actually tried to get him killed at one point. <laughs> I was tried to solicit. You say that on the podcast. I tried to solicit his murder. It is, I, I did not, I did not go through with it. I didn't go through with it because the guy who I asked, they were like, well, yeah, my uncle could do it. He just got out of jail and he could rape him, too, if you want him to. And I was oh, like, no. um, you know what? Carolyn. This just got real. <laughs> but but being angry, like we said, this baggage could lead you behind bars, ladies and gentlemen. And you don't want it's that. Sad. There are but even just even just generally, yeah. it can eat you alive. Right, you know, exactly. It can eat you alive. A proverbial life sentence or a real one. For real, but for real. And so I just want to encourage everybody, if you, you know, if, if you start anywhere, start with that. Yeah. Of just letting go of the, the bad feelings you have about people that aren't fucking worried about you. Right. You know, that have moved on, that are living a whole nother life now, that are destroying other people's lives. Go, you know, more power to them. Like you can't let someone else live in your life in that way another second. No. You just can't. Mm-mm. They're taking up space in your head rent-free. And your heart. And you're paying the rent in pain. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's a perfect place to end. So, you know, uh, share the podcast. Write us a question, please. DM us on Instagram. That's been working. People have been doing yes. that. And it's awesome. Now you do it. Mm-hmm. Person. Join the club. You also do it. Join the club. Everyone's doing it. Everyone. <laughs> Peer pressure. So write us a question. Give us a comment. Send us a like subscribe, review, do all these things that we we ask every time. Mm-hmm. Um, please. We'd appreciate it. And we will be back next week with a Q&A. Michelle writes, Dear Panty Kickers, I read this article that says that every person only has three loves in their lifetime. What do you think? So we'll be answering that next week. Baloney. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll explore. <laughs> we'll explore. I'll think about it. I'll think about it a little bit more, Michelle, yeah. before I give my answer. Okay, and for this week, this has been Carolyn and Becca saying, There is something more and you are not out of time. Kicking the panties. Resolve those past hurts. Let go of that baggage. Let it go. I was going to sing, but I decided not to.